I'm Teffer. I'm Caddy. And I'm Hannah. And we are the Yeah Podcast. Join us as we dig into young adult literature, reviewing new releases, revisiting old classics, and exploring what YA Lit can teach us at any age. Discover the world of YA Lit through exclusive author interviews, book reviews, genre smackdowns, and more. The Yeah Podcast, available through the Upford Network on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and wherever else you find your podcasts. This is our book club, and you're invited. Yeah! Yeah! some good friends for another week today is the day baby inauguration we got a new guy in the country below us who's in charge of things and now everyone can breathe easy and breathe a collective sigh of relief because we have a socialist in the white house and aren't we all excited for this uh apparently lady gaga's anthem was amazing i have not watched uh, really uh, excited to see how it went with the new radicals. Uh, see how their performance went. Going to catch up on all of this later when I stop staring at screens for the day. Even though I will also watch those things on a screen because that is what I do. Twenty four hours a day, even when I sleep, I have a screen pointing at my eyeballs. <laughs> oh man, weird loopy mood for me tonight. Uh, so let's just get right the fuck into it. Let's talk to some friends of mine. Uh, you know what? You don't even need to know how many there are because it's the same as always. Uh, let's talk to the first one. Please welcome to the show my good friend Estelle. Welcome, Estelle. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Hand models aren't often interviewed anymore. Yeah, and I I love someone who puts instead of saying like, and this is not a confrontational statement, but I love someone who instead of doing small talk, how are you, blah, 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 they say their profession and what their deal is right away. I love that. I mean, you know, I, I wasn't appreciated considering how much work I did. So I, I just like to remind people that my hands were important and that they wouldn't have lived their lives without me. Oh my goodness! So so many questions arise uh, based on that statement. Um, but I guess before we get into it, let's kind of backtrack and let's talk about your career. You were a hand model, um, yeah. Or I guess uh, you can update us on your status. Are you still a hand model? Um, unfortunately, no. I mostly hand modeled things, for example, like slap bracelets. Um, and so obviously, I was younger, and my hands and my wrists were appropriately babyish. Um, but now that I've grown older, um, you know, I've, I've dealt with uh, prejudice regarding my hands in the industry. In terms of their lack of baby-like appeal? Yeah, now? people people now say that I look like I have the hands of a, of a grown-up. It hurts, but I, oh, no. you know, maybe... That... Yes, yeah, sorry, I got emotional. Oh no, that's that's okay. Um, please uh, feel free to compose yourself. Uh, I do remember back in the days of uh, slap bracelets. This would be the the nineteen hundred and nineties. They did call you. You were known in the industry as Estelle and also as uh, Baby Hands. Yes, yes, I was very proud of that title. You know, it was hard earned. 
Even at the tender age of 10 years old, I was moisturizing my hands frequently. I was using rose oil. I wouldn't allow my son, my, you know, my hands to be exposed to the sun too much, etc. It's it wasn't easy being baby hands. No, I can. Well, I mean, any kind of modeling industry, there's pressure, there's immense pressure. And, and I can't imagine something so niche, the pressure must be amplified. Yeah, because my hands had to look exquisitely babyish. And yet I also had to slap a bracelet onto my wrist numerous times. It was a hard balance. So I guess so you started your first uh, gig was when you were 10. And, mm-hmm. and how long uh, were you in the industry for as, a, as one of the main players? Um, I would say I made it up until around the age of 17. And that's the, the first time I received notes like, oh, are you going to start doing college stationery? And, uh, and I knew that was it. Now, that makes it sound, I guess, college stationery advertising is kind of where the hand model goes to, to die, if you will. Exactly. I mean, hearing a comment like that is basically hearing somebody say, where's the hearse? Is it rolling around towards your house yet? So when somebody said something like that to me, I knew. It's so it's so always so harsh to, when someone asks you, is the hearse coming to your house yet? Um, so I, I kind of uh, want to track back to something you said earlier. You you said that you provided a, a wonderful life for your hands. Uh you see them as kind of their own entities, like children almost, I guess? Oh, absolutely. I mean, while my name is Estelle, I would refer to my hands as Maggie and Marcus. I cherish them deeply. I would pay attention to maybe their individual needs. You know, Maggie got a little bit more chill than Marcus, so I had different gloves with different layers for each of them. Now I'm curious, and and maybe this is gauche pun intended to ask, but uh, which one is left and which one is right? Just so I can refer to them by their proper names. Oh, thank you for asking. You know, not many people are thoughtful enough to ask that. Maggie is my left hand, and Marcus is my right hand. Also, I appreciated your little your hand pun. Very appreciated industry in the industry with the gauche. Oh, oh, thank you, thank you, thank you. I'm very adroit, if you will, at the hand puns. <laughs> very good. Uh, I do want to know. I mean, everyone, everyone who was kind of a model in the, I guess, the '90s, I would consider kind of the glory days of modeling. Absolutely. Uh, we had supermodels. We had uh, Cindy Crawford, Claudia Schiffer, uh, Imam, um, and I'm curious. Everyone, everyone has stories. Uh, what, what, kind, what can you tell us about the the high pressure world of hand modeling back in the '90s? I I remember a day when I met Roger. Um, Roger was, of course, one of the most prominent mm-hmm. wrists for Rolex watches at that time, and I was simply starstruck. I didn't even need to see more than just you know the the little sort of bone on your wrist that. Uh, connects your wrist to your hand, if you will. I just saw that and I was like, that's Roger's wrist. And it was just exquisite. I I went up to introduce myself, but uh, it was just so hard to get any words out before him. Right. Now, so I'm curious. Um, I've, I've, I had a guest, one of my good friends on the show before, and I'm curious if you know her, uh, Cecilia Lafone, because she... 
she was a scout for neck models uh, specifically, and she also dabbled in uh, foot and ankle, separate foot and ankle. And it does seem in your world, the hand modeling world, that the hands are separate from the wrist as well, a different model for each. Oh, yes, that's a great point. And of course, Cecilia Lafone is very known in the industry. Oh, to be noticed by her would be ugh, just a treat. Um, yes, you know, the hand, obviously, there's the wrist with the slap wrists, but you know, there were also ring pops. And um, unfortunately, I didn't get mm. as deep into the ring pop industry as I would have liked to. I had a, a nemesis, if you will. Oh, tell, tell me more. If I must, her name was Diane. And Diane just had this way about her knuckles where she could just easily glide a ring onto it. And the ring pops would, I hate to say it, but they would just really pop against her knuckles. And she was, mm. she was a master. No matter how much I tried to place my hands the way that Diane would, no. I was uh, I was destined for the wrist focused hand modeling industry. And how did how did Diane treat you? Ugh. You know, she'd walk into a room, she would not even acknowledge my presence like I was some kind of back model or something where there's not anything even to be seen. And she would always pretend she didn't know my name. She would be calling me like Edith or Earl or you know just any other name but my own it used to drive me crazy I used to fantasize about snapping the little digits off of I mean you know oh. it was okay yeah and and whatever what ended up happening to Diane she she did mysteriously have somebody um close a door onto her fingers and uh she had to retire oh, earlier than she would have wanted to oh. such a shame oh my goodness so, such a tragedy where where did this terrible accident occur we both happened to be staying in the uh, you know using the same dressing room and she wasn't totally paying attention I could uh, I mean it seems somebody could tell not me and uh yeah somehow just there in our dressing room her fingers tragically broke and she never hand modeled again wow and I guess uh, hers was a case was she gripping the door frame with both hands uh, as if her hands had been kind of forced there or or was she only a unihand model uh, she was mostly a unihand model and the hand where the fingers broke, oh, it okay. seems she'd strangely put them, you know, near the, the hinges, like where the door and the, the door and the frame meet. <laughs> what a, what a fool. And what a strange coincidence. And that, I, and that was one of your, uh, you were there as the, from what I remember, you were there as kind of the, the understudy. And that was one of your bigger campaigns in the end. Oh, yes. I mean... That was with, you know, with the with Pokemon cards getting really big, you know, somebody had to hold mm. the Pokemon card for the photographs. And yeah, my digits, right. not just my wrist, but my digits made quite an appearance. Yeah. And I, and I do remember kind of uh, 
at the same time, Diane did do one last job for Yu-Gi-Oh cards, and it was not well received to have that mangled, bruised up, bandaged hand holding that deck of cards. No, alas, she herself actually did end up in the college stationery industry. That's all she was good for in the end, Uh, just holding a university of whatever pen. Wow. Oh, such a shame. Such a rising star. But you know, I guess, I guess some people, you benefited from it. I know it was a tragic accident, but you, your career was made better because of it. I mean, I suppose, but I celebrate all hand models. (laughs) You know, I would, I would never want anybody to Mm. think that I wish Diane ill, obviously, you know, just because I, felt jealous of her and she slighted me and she put me down and took opportunities that were certainly mine and deserves everything that happened to her. I mean, uh, I wish her all the best. Oh. oh my goodness. You got, you got so close to the camera there. Your eyes were, were filled with, I guess, uh, acceptance and empathy for other hand models. Oh yes. It looks a lot like rage. Oh, it was just total, total, uh, love, love for all that the others have done in the industry. Oh, wow. Well, Estelle, uh, please stick around, but it's been a pleasure to talk to you about the, the good old days, the glory days of hand modeling. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And I hope that when you look upon a slap bracelet, you know, and you think of me. Ah, well, Estelle, people don't use those anymore. But uh, if I ever see one in a novelty (laughs) shop or perhaps a a thrift store, then I will indeed, I'll text you uh, and be like, ha, 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 look what I saw today. A a memory of your former glory. Oh, we'll Uh, see if you can still text up. I mean, thank you. Thank you. Oh, oh, my goodness. Okay. All right. Well, uh, on that uh, positive and empathetic note we we have to move along and talk to my next friend for the 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 time whatever time this is that you're listening to it uh it doesn't matter to me uh let's let's get him out here let's talk to my good friend rufus weston welcome rufus stefan thanks for having me and you know you're right on time actually i have to i have to say so right on schedule whenever thank you 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 are a punctual man i am i am uh, for the listeners, I guess, uh, why don't you tell them you're a mail carrier? I am a mail um, carrier, that's right. Why don't you tell them a little bit about what uh, you get up to day to day? Well, uh, every 30 to 45 seconds is pretty well uh, regimented, pretty well scheduled. You know, okay. so I have, I mean, during my work day, of course, mm-hmm. I have a, uh, block by block. I have to plan out exactly, you know, what I'm going to pull out of my satchel. Um, if I have the occasional chit chat. Uh, like for example, with you occasionally, I'd have to build in a little bit of extra time. If there's a customer that I want to, you know, actually do more than smile to. Um, but apart from that, you know, it's, it's 30 seconds to, you know, crack the egg, turn on the the stove, you know, 45 seconds to sip the coffee, got to tighten the tie, you know, grab my hat and out the door, that kind of thing. So, so, so you're blocking out your day. If I were to look at your day planner, I would see blocks of 30 and 45 seconds. Right. I mean, it's, it's a, it's a goal, you know, I mean, it's, it's a good place to start. Occasionally I'll waver here or there, but it's, you know, you want to have everything pretty well planned out. Uh, so, so to do 
to do this podcast, uh, if I were to look at your day planner, I would see uh, 120, 30 second blocks uh, allotted for this recording of an hour. Well, I mean, a lot of those 30 second blocks for this particular endeavor are just the same, right? So there's, I'm not planning mm-hmm. out this conversation, but I had, you know, about, uh, what was it, 28, 30 second blocks of listening uh, okay. to your prior, you know, guest in your intro yeah. before. Uh, you know, and during that time, you know, I can do whatever I want during those those twenty eight mm, okay. blocks. So, well, at, at any time, let me know if I'm deviating from your schedule, uh, since we are on this. Uh, well, listen, schedule. listen, it's your show, right? So, okay. I mean, I've I will have to, you know, adjust my own schedule if if we go off track. Uh, but so far, you know, I'm I'm really pleased that you're you're keeping it uh, right in time. Now. Uh, is this schedule the the thirty five and forty five second blocks? Because this is very interesting to me. Is this something that is uh, a, a a prerequisite or I guess uh, mandated from the postal service that you work for, or is this your own personal philosophy of uh, schedule? You know, honestly, it's uh, it's kind of a a family legacy thing, really. Oh, interesting. You know, because uh, I come from a long line of of mail carriers, so really, this oh, is how my dad did it. You know, this is my dad was a mail carrier. My my mom was a mail carrier's wife. Uh, you know, my grandfather was a mail carrier and his grandfather's grandfather. So, you know, over time, this is just how the Weston family has, has kind of developed, you know, uh, you know, the way to, to accomplish everything we need to in, right. our, in our daily lives. And you, and you know it's a strong history of mail carrying because uh, any family that has a strong history of, of something, the wives are defined by their husband's career, which is, which is what we love to see in a, in a strong family like yours. Well, I mean, I mention it because there's, there's a lot to be honored there. You know, I mean, mm. there's, uh, being married to a mail carrier, as my wife will tell you, is no, you know, it's no walk in the park. There's, you know, there's long days. There's, uh, you know, there's treatment of, of canine injuries. Um, mm. You know, there you got to be uh, a very specific regimented diet, you know, and then there's, of course, I mean, some people think I'm a little neurotic. Uh, and so, you know, that that I guess can be difficult for spouses to deal with. So there's, you know, there's kind of psychotherapy involved and there's there's a lot that the, mm. the spouses have to deal with. And that's why I, I, I want to make sure that they are appropriately, uh, you know, mentioned anytime I do an interview, I, I want to give them credit. Hmm. And now tell me, um, well, you mentioned two things uh, that I'm interested in, canine injuries, but also the, the special diet you have to follow to facilitate mail carrying? Yeah, well, I mean, it, it's, uh, it's, you know, 80% protein, uh, just oh a little God. bit of carbs and a little bit of fat, because we don't have, I, have to, I don't have time to be, you know, constantly feeding simple sugars over the course of the day, you might <laughs> understand, you know, so I've, I've got to have something that's going to be long lasting over the course of the day. You know, I know when my next 45 second snack is going to be, you know, and sometimes that's, you know, that's, you know, 10 kilometers of, of, of passing out mail before I got a, I got a chance to snack. So, well, I mean, I do, cause obviously we met, uh, when I lived in a neighborhood that you delivered mail to, um, and I do remember talking to some of the neighbors and they, they would kind of, we'd get to talking. Did you see the mail guy the other day? Yeah, he delivered me a letter and he was just slurping down raw tuna. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's uh, I'm a little embarrassed that they're describing it as slurping, but honestly, that's, that's, <laughs> it's the easiest way to put it down. And, and I mean, it was just such a, you took like the longest strip you could and you, I, I guess you didn't cut it into smaller strips. It was just like a, 
like a long, thick noodle of, of tuna steak. Well, you see, that's the way to keep it off my uniform, right? If I mm. put it in, if you cut it into right. small pieces, I might drip it on the uniform, you know, and then and what am I going to do? Smell like tuna the rest of the day. I'm not going to stop by the dry cleaner, you know? So yeah. all this is very carefully planned. And, and yeah. you know, if, if the neighbors see me slurping the, the tuna, you know, they, they also mentioned that their letters were on time. Right. So, or maybe they didn't, maybe once again, people they, don't even care that the letters are there on time and they're just there, you know, they're criticizing the way that I, I snack. I'm, I'm do sorry. You, uh, do you find yourself underappreciated as a, a heroic deliverer of the mail? Uh, that's a, that's an excellent question. And, and the, the answer is yes, I, I do. Which is why, you know, I was so excited to be on your, on your uh, show here today because, mm. uh, you know, I, I feel like it's a great opportunity to, to get the word out and to, you know, to help people understand the great service that uh, letter carriers are providing. Right. And so I guess for you, uh, we just got through, uh, for me, for us right now, uh, recording this, obviously, we talked, I talked about the top, it's inauguration day in January. Uh, When this comes out, Oh, who knows, but it might be February. Um, So you just uh, got through your busy season. Uh, can you tell us what the, uh, I mean, kind of a weird year this year, what were the holidays like for you? I mean, it was, it was a very weird year. Uh, obviously there's a lot, people are home a lot more, right? So there's a lot more right. people to, you know, with whom I might interact. Normally I, mm. I don't have much time to interact with people. I, I don't build it into my day, but now sometimes people are out on the, on the lawn or they're down, you know, in the lobby of the building and they want to say hello. And so it's really kind of disrupted my schedule. Um, mm, I can imagine. And so actually it was, it was getting to the point where I, you know, I just couldn't build in all of those extra smiles and all those hellos and everything. So I actually requested a, a detail over to the, the dead letter office for the, the holiday season, um, oh which is, uh, I, do you know about the dead letter office? Um, I only know the uh, progressive metal band dead letter circus, but yes. please tell me, tell me what the dead letter um, office is. Is, is it a, I, I mean, you, you did get the dead, uh, the death metal magazines, which is eventually how we started talking. But anyway, um, oh, absolutely. Uh, there's so around the, the, the Christmas season, of course, we get a, a lot of letters to Santa Claus and uh, Santa Claus, like like a few other people that that are addressees like God is a is a, mm. a typical one. You know, they don't the Postal Service has a difficult time delivering those those messages. So they end up God, at, at, God is God is getting my letters, right? Well, um, well, God is responding to them um, because that's what yeah. the people do in the DLO, right? The uh, they they respond to those letters, and so that's what I, I spent a couple of weeks on detail there, just responding to those those dead letters. Um, Wait, are you telling me that when I get a response from God, it's not it's from some person in the DLL? It's not from the 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 being himself look or herself? i mean i don't know about the routing codes where you're sending yours you know it's possible that yours goes to to god himself i just know? i just i just write god on the envelope and, and pop it in the mailbox look all, all i can say is that when i go to my regional office occasionally i'm the one that you know will respond to letters to people like you know like uh like god or santa claus or you know certain characters from Paw Patrol, you know, there's a lot of these that, you know, we just have to figure out how to, you know, how, how to get people the answers wow. that they're looking for. An outrage. Who's, I, I mean, let's bury my outrage and talk about who's writing to Paw Patrol. 
uh, well, see, that's, I mean, that's a whole other story, but obviously they're, they're children. And, uh, and particularly with the, the newly literate, we want to, you know, even if they're, <laughs> they're uh, the addresses maybe aren't very well, you know, uh, planned out, they're not perfectly in the middle of the letter, you know, we try to give them a little break and we want them to continue to use, use our service, you know, so we, we, mm. we try to respond to those letters. I mean, I'd love to, I can see uh, on the, the video screen that you have your mailbag right there. I'd love for you to maybe read a, a, a letter to Papa Troll to us. Sure. So, um, yeah, I, I, this, this satchel is actually, I prepped it already for, for tomorrow morning. Um, oh, great. And so, yeah, th this one here actually is, it was written to uh, Sky. I, I believe that's one of the, the characters. Um, oh, okay. And it's, yeah, it's. In the in the trolls universe, are we talking trolls world tour trolls one? Oh, this is this is from Paw Patrol. Uh, there's there's one of my colleagues does the trolls. Um, ah, so this is a so, response from Paw Patrol. That's right. Yeah, yeah. To someone named Sky. No, the it was written to Sky, who was one of the characters in Paw Patrol. I, there's a whole training we have to go through, so I understand why you know. I could give you the PowerPoint later, but well, know, I haven't had the okay. So wait, so someone wrote this letter to Papa. Someone wrote a letter to Paw Patrol, and then someone in the DLL responded as if they were Paw Patrol, but wrote to a character named Sky. <laughs> close, you're close. Oh, oh okay. okay. Yes. Yeah, so, so Sky is responding. Sky is responding, and you know, someone in, in the in the is pretending to be Sky. Oh, okay. Actually, okay. You know. Because uh, I don't know if that that uh, character exists in real life, but in this situation, we're gonna. So anyway, this so letter. Just, this is, by the a, way, I'm yeah. not supposed to be opening these letters. Okay. No, so it's not this is like, from what I've heard. Yeah, I'm just hoping that you know I'm gonna seal it up as if it was never opened, right? Because yeah. this is official mail. It's already been stamped. It's on its way back to yeah. uh, uh, Jakey uh, Billington, mm. uh, and mm. Jakey, you know, he's he's gonna know if this has been tampered with. Okay, so it's a good oh, thing yeah, that I know how to deal with this. Anyway, so, so here it is. So this one, dear Jakey, thank you so much for writing me and expressing how much you love me and my friends, uh, saving all of all the people in the neighborhood from the bad guys. Mm. Jakey, you do not have to worry. Because we're watching over your neighborhood, too. And next time you want to make sure that I'm there, if anything bad ever happens, you can email me. Or you could call this number, 1-800-PAW-PATROL, and you can talk directly to me. And that way, you won't have to wait 17 months for this response. We love you here at PAW Patrol. Keep watching, Jakey. Sky. Okay, so now, first of all, a very, very beautiful letter. Uh, and I have uh, realized the air of my ways that when when you were saying letters to Paw Patrol, I heard Papa Troll. <laughs> Paw Patrol, Stefan. I don't know. Paw, Paw <laughs> space patrol. And uh, I misheard because I very strongly believe in defunding the police. Uh, so I do not acknowledge the existence of Paw Patrol. Um, so now this makes a lot more sense yes. to me. I I thought that Jakey was writing to Papa 
troll. <laughs> and then even though someone in the dead letter office had the opportunity to respond as Papa troll, they were like, nope, Jakey only gets Sky troll. <laughs> Uh, but now this makes a whole bunch more sense to me. See, this um, is this is what happens every day in my life. You know, somebody yeah. and it's it's maybe one misplaced you know character in an address. You know, and you're getting somebody else's mail. And this is the kind. Of, I mean, this is the kind of miscommunication that happens all the time. And if not for the faithful workers, the mail carriers that are out here clarifying all this and making sure that the right messages get to the right place, you know. We'd be lost. Oh. So I'm glad. I'm glad we kind of cleared that up. And, and yeah, and and I can see a little corner of your daily planner, and I I can see that it does indeed say uh, 45 seconds for misunderstanding about Papa Troll versus Papa Troll. Yeah, I built. I was anticipating. So that. kudos. Yeah. Now you you know me so I guess delivering mail to me all those years, you really kind of learned uh, who I was. Excuse me, Stefan. Yes, Estelle. Uh. I would like to say that I also am quite the fan of Paw Patrol because paws are just the hands of dogs. And so I'm glad that some programming today is bringing attention back to the important things in this world. Thank you. I just want to also mention that I delivered a lot of those Western Rochester University college stationery uh, back in the 90s. And so... <laughs> It is it is a real honor uh, to be on this to hear your voice actually Estelle so um, thank you yeah yeah it might be college stationary but it was still my hands yeah I, I remember uh, they were looking uh, they look great they were great yeah they look great absolutely great so great really good they look good Estelle very, very good. good yeah. Uh, Oh, okay. Well, um, uh, Stefan, you know, you're, yeah, you're, I mean, it's your show, but I, it's my, yeah, we're, sorry. We're running, uh, off of schedule. Rufus, it's uh, been great to talk to you. Uh, please stick around. Um, I'm sure our last guest will have, uh, memories of mail. Um, but, uh, let's, uh, let's get them. <sighs> you know, I really, you were talking about friends in the neighborhood earlier, Rufus, and, uh, this person was from my neighborhood, but I would not describe them as a friend uh, growing up. But uh, they're on the show uh, due to a uh, unforeseen circumstance. So please uh, welcome to the show, Chet. Hey, Stephanie. <laughs> Remember, uh, that? <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> I I do. Uh, Stephanie Speck, like with a K, because you're a speck of dirt and also a girl. <laughs> Remember that? <laughs> I, you know, uh, we talked about the 90s earlier. Uh, it was a time when, uh, I mean, Chet, you can't really do this anymore to imply that uh, that because someone is female, they are lesser is uh, oh, inappropriate and, oh. and not accepted. So. Oh, are you politically correct? Are you going to cancel me? Oh, is that what this podcast is about? Chet, Chet, can I... Chet, this is not... When I talk to your mom, this is not what yeah. she said you'd be doing. Uh, okay? Oh, God. <sighs> oh, God. Oh, you talked to my can mom? Can we... Okay. Well, yeah, she's the one who yeah, put no, you on Yeah, I know that, but I didn't know you knew that. She she sent me an email and she was like Chet is ready to apologize, and he he really is wants to expose the air of his ways and he wants to come on the podcast and I was like fine whatever I'm not over it but fine he can he so I don't know okay uh, just... yeah okay okay well you know I mean 
like that maybe that mailman can tell you but i don't think you're just supposed to like read another person's email out loud but okay like whatever (sighs) yeah this is i mean you know that mail mail carriers don't deliver emails right what yeah, the mail carriers don't, they deliver paper letters or packages or, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, Rufus, you don't deliver emails. E- emails are actually kind of making mail carriers obsolete. So I'm, I'm not a big fan of emails in general, but that, that's correct. Um, oh, we do cancel culture strikes again. Okay, Mr. PC, emails are bad for me. So, okay. If anything, I, I, cancel culture proponents uh, would want mail carriers to stick around because it reminds them of a a more perfect time in the 50s or whatever yeah whatever okay yeah so look stefan oh thank you chet so i guess we lived in the same neighborhood uh when we were like 12 or whatever and i just want to say uh, I just want to say, sorry. Okay, I, I wrote it down. Uh, okay, you take take your time. I know I know that you're newly literate. <laughs> what? Oh my god! How much has my mom told you? Jesus. Well, she said that you just got your GED and uh, that you're capable of you know reading it all and uh, and definitely reading out loud now. Yeah. Uh, so please read uh, read what you have written. I'd all love right. To hear it. I mean, most people would say, like, congratulations or something when they hear, but, okay, whatever. Yeah, you did a lot of shit to me, and I'm not really sure if I'm ready to forgive you, so excuse me if I'm a little cold towards you, but uh, maybe what you've written down will will work towards, a, if not a friendship, at least a truce. Okay. Okay. All right, dear. Okay, because I'm not going to call it, like, another dude, my dear. So, it just says, yo, Stefan. Okay. Uh, You were a little dumb kid when Mm. I was a kid, too. But if stuff that I did, like, made you feel bad or something, then, um, you know, that sucks. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. I think. Uh, I mean, it's a start. What? What do you mean it's a start? That took me all day. Well, I mean, you're. Uh, oh, this uh, is you like... know what? We we can we can come back to it. Uh, I just, you know, Chad, I am curious. What What are you up to these days? What are you What are you doing with your life? Yeah. Oh, uh, you know. Uh, I've just I've like a bunch of stuff. Uh. Yeah. You know, like I tried doing a podcast. Uh, but like it didn't work out or whatever. Uh, oh, what what was what was your podcast? So it was a podcast about me rating like the different beers that I like. But the only beer that I like is like PBR. So it was just like mm. a podcast about PBR. And then sometimes people would like email me and they'd be like, "You haven't talked about uh, the history of PBR, or whatever." And I'd be like, "Man, fuck you." Uh, mm. And also, I would like record it on my like iPhone. So, uh, sometimes people also said like the sound wasn't very good. Uh, so, uh, you know, so yeah, that, 
whatever. I mean, I did. I mean, your your mom did message me about the podcast. Uh, she, uh, said, she asked you, know, you to be a guest on it or something. Well, no, she just she just wanted. Uh, I think she was kind of implying that you saw that I had started a podcast and maybe. I don't know if you were jealous or you wanted a piece of that pie for yourself. I don't know, but oh, yeah. uh, I did. Yeah, I did listen, and yeah. and it did sound like you were holding the phone so that your hand was covering the microphone. Well, I get like wrist cramps, so that was just like the most comfortable way to do it. Uh, Estelle, any any advice for that on how? I mean, we have an expert in the room. Maybe uh, yeah. uh, Estelle. I'm yeah, sure Estelle pretty, has dealt it's with. Pretty cool uh, that you're friends cramp. with a model, dude. Oh, uh, thank you, Chet. Uh, Estelle, what do we do about wrist cramps? Oh, yes. I mean, you really have to baby your wrists. You should gently speak to it, maybe coo to it, place it on a gentle pillow, mist the air around it with lavender. Treat your wrist the way you would treat your heart. Yeah, like a, and here we go. Uh, Get ready for it, Estelle. You got a pun coming your way. Treat it like an aristocrat. Uh, very good. Very good. <laughs> uh, okay, so uh, th- thank you, Estelle. Um, Chet, you tried out the podcast. Yeah, uh... you know, and then I was like an Uber driver for like a little bit, but like okay. people wanted me to go like all over, like not just in my mm. own neighborhood and shit, so that didn't last and then i was like a uber eats driver for a little bit but people get really mad when you eat their food even though like dude i'm the one who brought it to you and uh Mm. it's like hot in my car and it like smells good and driving takes Mm. energy so you know i've been doing i mean you know i've been doing different stuff when you switched over from Uber to Uber Eats, the same company and the same app, did you find that with Uber Eats, the deliveries were more local to you? That was also a problem. Like, what is that about? Same. Well, so sometimes what would happen was like someone would order something, but then it was too far away. So I just like pick up something else instead. Uh, and then I would like start to bring it to them. But then I ate some of it anyway. Mm. So... I mean, you should just really, like, think about, like, the people who bring you your food. Like, we're mm. people, too. Wow, that's a surprisingly uh, progressive opinion, Chet. I'm, well, uh, I'm impressed. So just, like, let us eat your fries, guy. What is the big fucking, like... I don't know if that's the conclusion we want to... Th- I think your first conclusion was better. Um, but, uh, you know, I, I do... I think we have an opportunity here... Uh, and I'll circle back. Your your apology letter was uh, lackluster at best. Uh, you did the classic apology thing where you kind of put the blame on me uh, a little bit for having a bad time. Uh, with this the, is uh, just like that time you got that nosebleed at the uh, weekend fair and you blamed me. Like, what the... Well, yeah, you you did uh, smack me in the face. You you grabbed one of the the bowls that the goldfish are in that you have to supposed to throw the ball, yeah. and you grabbed it, goldfish and everything, and water, and and chucked it at my face, and, and it <laughs> broke my nose. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty funny. Uh, yeah, no, it's, Chet, it's not it's not funny. You're... <sighs> anyway, it was a lackluster apology, um, and and we do have the opportunity right now. Uh, we have a man who works uh, occasionally over the holidays, at least writing letters to to people. 
Um, oh, and word. I do know, um, Estelle, that despite the fact that everything was coincidental and hearsay, you did have to write a letter of apology to Diane uh, for her fingers. So I'd love to get uh, Rufus and Estelle's input on kind of how to write a good apology here. Maybe starting with, uh, with Estelle. I mean, sometimes people deserve the things that happen to them. So uh, I would say, dear such and such, wishing you the best. (laughs) So, uh, so thoughtful of the tragedy that has befallen you. (laughs) Um, and maybe like give them a little, you know, an autographed photo of yourself or, you know, just something like that. Something mm. to remind them of the rising star that is you, Chet. Uh, so like Estelle, I got to be honest with you. Like, it's really hot that you're a model and like, it's really hot that you like give hand jobs or something like that's really <laughs> cool. But uh uh, like, uh, I don't know what kind of guy you think I am, but I'm not, like, spraying perfume on stuff just because my hand hurts. And I'm not calling some other guy a deer, and I'm not sending him a picture of me. So... I mean, okay, so, I mean, before we go any further with this, uh, Estelle's apology was was not good. Uh, it was very similar to yours, Chet's, in that it kind of uh, put, the, put the blame on the person and... It was about the person doing up the apology uh, for most of it. I would say 99% of it. And then the inclusion of a photo uh, is very insensitive. <laughs> to say that you are thoughtful of someone's tragedy is a flagrant insult to the person experiencing the tragedy. But uh, you know what? Uh, let's, uh, Rufus, I'm sure you've uh, written an apology or, or two, whether that be as God or Santa Claus or Paw Patrol or Paw Patrol. Uh, maybe you can weigh on on what makes a good apology letter. Sure. I mean, honestly, none of those uh, deities or, or characters really ever have anything to apologize for. So I have to say, uh, but, but uh, you know, but that experience does, uh, does lend me, you know, a perspective in how to, mm. how to lend advice and, and to provide, you know, uh, comfort to people. Um when they're dealing with, with tragedies, uh, and you know, sometimes 20, 25, 30 years, they might still be, uh, kind of moldering these kind of wronged feelings. And so yeah, I guess I, I would just personally, I would try to start out with, here's a roadmap for kind of how long it's going to take you to read this letter and what <laughs> I, you know, over the next few minutes, these are the few things that I, I'd like you to think about. And then I would start out and, and just list the, the different things that, that you've done wrong. You know, mm. at, I, you know, I'm sure that you have the specific dates and times. And so you would say, this is when I, you know, when I pushed you on the slide, you know, on February 13th, 1994, and I feel bad about that now. And I have just spent the last two minutes feeling bad about it. And if I received that letter, I would think, wow, that's two minutes that I could have done something else. And so this person really is atoning for that, for that injury, for that insult. Okay. And so that, that, that would be my general rubric. Um, I hope that. All helps. right. So, I mean, that is, 
better than Estelle and Chet's letter in that it does kind of uh, bring up some of the things as the letter writer that you feel bad about. Uh, I do believe that you applied at the beginning that uh, I, as the victim, has have been moldering about these wrongs <laughs> for years, which again sounds kind of like you think I, I should not have been thinking about these past wrongs and, and I should have uh, just dropped it, if you will. Um, uh, yeah, my dude, I gotta be honest with you. You used a lot of long words, and I, I wasn't really like listening. Chet. Yeah, yeah. What's up? <laughs> While I find you completely repulsive to me, um, the last piece of advice <laughs> oh, yeah, I would you. like to give you <laughs> is to use hotel stationery. That will really drive the nail into the wound. So just wanted to, just wanted to impart that. Okay. And again, Estelle, we're not trying to drive a nail into a wound. Uh, we are trying to write an apology that makes the victim feel better. But uh, I appreciate your input and I appreciate you being here. Uh, Chet, do you have anything to, to say? Oh, uh, yeah. On, I'd, I'd uh... go to a hotel with you anytime. Okay, that's, uh, wow okay not quite the conclusion we were anything to say to me chat um uh, uh like so are we cool okay uh you know what i'm just gonna i'm gonna email your mom after this i guess and uh, her and i are gonna have a, a frank discussion um honestly send her a right, well like i still live with her so like i'll see what you say <sighs> Okay, well, whatever. I don't. I don't really care if you see it or not. It uh, it doesn't really uh, occur. Uh, you know what? I'm not. I'm not super thoughtful of your tragedy. Uh, <laughs> um, wow. And wow. And, uh, and you know, I'm PBR is actually better than I expected of you because um, PBR is pretty pretty good. Uh, so there's some fucking common ground. Stefan, if I can impart one piece of advice to you. Oh, all the rest have been killer, so please do. It's that there are door hinges. <laughs> yes, it's it's that there are door hinges and door frames all around the world. And you should always um, mind where people put their fingers if they are getting on your nerves. Mm. And that might actually the best be the best advice you've given. Uh, Estelle so uh, thank you thank you for that uh, oh wow we have to go to a break but uh, you know this has been uh, mostly a pleasure and then it took a swift nosedive at the end when we talked to my childhood bully um, who I was told was going to apologize for things but then uh, released letter. A, yeah this kind of half-hearted apology which was uh, amplified by the two other voices of the guests I've had so uh, I guess uh, thank you Chet Thank you, Rufus, and, and thank you, Estelle, for being on the show. Um, we're going to take a short break, and we'll be right back after that. If you're someone who interacts with kids, you're probably familiar with moments of being asked questions you're just not equipped to answer. Whether it's the old favorite, where do babies come from, or the nuances of discrimination, Rad Child Podcast has your back. Each episode, your host, Seth Day, leads a discussion about topics like race, disability, loss, gender, sexuality, and so much more. Our goal is to give grown-ups the tools to talk to kids about almost anything. So come give a listen. Rad Child Podcast, helping to raise a generation of open, compassionate, rad kids. Available on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, and just about anywhere else. 
So this this question is for two of the. Uh, actually, Zach, it might be for you as well. I'm not. I don't know what you do uh, as a career. Um, so we'll start this question with Sarah and uh, Mariana, and then maybe Zach can weigh in as well. Uh, but as uh, educational professionals, Sarah and Mariana, have you ever had to make a child write an apology letter? <laughs> uh, I no, I have not. No, I remember having to write, uh, not an apology letter, but like having to write an essay in detention in elementary school or something. But And was it as smug as what you presented on the podcast? It was, I, I somehow got away with writing like a short story instead of, oh. <laughs> so yeah, in a way, okay. yes. I was like, well, yeah. I'm not going to apologize, but these characters will. <laughs> yeah, I, I know that you've asked me to write an apology, but I am an artist and <laughs> I will channel my apology through a short story. <laughs> Uh, Sarah, have you ever had to uh, enforce an apology letter? Uh, maybe not a letter. I've made kids say sorry, <laughs> just if it's going to diffuse a conflict quickly. <laughs> oh, and I have, mm. I did have high school students where uh, I thought their teacher was being unreasonable. So I told them how to say an apology in a way that makes grownups feel better. Oh wow, that's some next level. <laughs> what is what is the technique? What is the technique of that? Oh, it was to keep saying like I'm so I'm sorry you were right. I wasn't thinking and to just uh, keep asserting that no matter how much the teacher ranted on and on at you and that that would eventually calm their anger more than trying to defend yourself, even if the first teacher's wrong. Wow. Wow. I, I feel better just hearing you say it. I, I feel like I was right the whole, the whole time. Uh, Zach, Zach, have you ever come across an apology letter in your life? Uh, uh, well, I, I do have, I guess, a newly literate child. Uh, so, so um, I, you know, I her her uh her any letter that she would write would be very phonetic um mm. and and you know also so lacking in nuance um mm. as much as it would be lacking in you know proper spelling and you know sizing of the the letters and stuff um but mm. uh you know i i think that the point is well taken from sarah that it's kind of you know it's the it's the sentiment behind it and the way that it's delivered uh mm. so i think it even if the letter doesn't itself you know express something very articulately if you write the letter and hand deliver it you know mm. or you know send it to post <laughs> as it were then you know i think that's 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 the idea that you've meditated on on the problem and that mm. the person who's receiving it understands that you know very very wise wow i do i do look back fondly on my childhood and preparing a, a piece of writing or a drawing for my parents uh <laughs> and then for them to tell me that it lacks nuance <laughs> yeah. uh, it's always a, a note that i appreciate it better topic sentence please yeah you may this you call this a turkey made out of a handprint this lacks nuance <laughs> uh great oh wow um <laughs> Really good, uh, I think, some good life advice to live by. Um, I mean, while we're talking to you, Zach, uh, do you have, we're moving into plugs now. This is the plug segment. Uh, Zach, do you have anything to promote? Or if not, because not everyone does, maybe you've uh, watched a movie or read a book or want to talk about something else. Uh, nothing to plug. I guess I'll just express my appreciation to all the educational professionals on this uh, uh, podcast and, mm -hmm. and out there because they are helping save my life. So. 
That's all. That's the plug I got. Right. Oh, uh, you really are nice. what we called a brown noser. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Called Sarah, yes, yeah, Sarah having a very nice reaction to your statement and me <laughs> immediately going in for the kill. Uh, well, speaking of uh, educational professionals, uh, Sarah, what do you have to talk about? Anything? Oh, to plug? Um, I'm sure, writing, or a book or a movie, whatever you want. Or, oh, I will, well, I was going to launch into, I'm running a very exciting Instagram called Star Wars Lego Advent. But now I've just moved into photographing my Lego characters in general. So okay. that, but that's, it's still under the, the handle is Star Wars Lego. What was it? Advent. Advent. Yeah, okay. Because I uh, every year it's been I think uh, at least five years I've been getting the Star Wars Lego Advent calendar every December and making little wow. films and with I, my I, Lego I, characters. Yeah, and I see them on Instagram every year, and they always, uh, you know, bring that uh, holiday spirit. Exactly. Uh, that sounded sarcastic. It was. It was not meant to be sarcastic. Uh, cool. Great. Uh, check that out on Instagram, Mariana. Yeah. What do you got? Uh, so I am um, part of an online uh, house team, improv house team, uh, through Improv College, and uh, we're called Catmead. And we have shows every second Sunday at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So uh, just check out Improv College um, and you will find many. Oh, I forgot. I'm teaching a class for Improv College. Oh. Oh, yeah. (laughs) What are the deets? February 6th. It's called Your Place by the Fire. And it's uh, helping you feel more comfortable in the character choices you make and not feel so scared of making like of uh, playing a problematic character or uh, also encouraging you to be more assertive if you're like a shyer person, that kind of thing. Great. Uh, I mean, clearly Mariana doesn't need it. She is very able to play a problematic character. (laughs) What do you mean? (laughs) Chet was making amends. (laughs) Chet was just me. It was just me with a different voice. Uh, Awesome. Great. Sorry Um, for bullying you in a chest as a child. Oh, that's a, that's okay. Uh, I forgive you uh, and your character. Uh, that's great plugs all around. Check out all of those things. Uh, shout out to the educational professionals and uh, Improv College. Um, that's it for some good friends for another week. Thank you to Sari. Sari. Oh, my God. Thank you to Sarah, Mariana, and Zach for being on the show today. Uh, it's been a long day. Um, thank you for listening to some good friends. I will see you next time. Bye. Bye-bye. Those were friends, good friends of mine. I talked to them for podcast time. Those were friends.